Hello, welcome to the Mind Body Free podcast. I am your host, Abigail Moss. I'm so excited to have you here. I am a healer, a coach, and a mentor. I help people to heal their mind, their body, their spirit, to remember their magic, their purpose, and share their gifts with the world. And today I want to talk to you about the symptom that so many of us are experiencing around the world, have been experiencing for many generations, is this concept of connection and disconnection. When we get down to the root of things, the biggest core piece that I've found is a sense of disconnection that creates suffering. And that is disconnection with our true selves, with who we are authentically, with our own spirit, with our heart and soul. Disconnection with our body, with the messages our body is giving us when it's telling us, hey, I need you to slow down. I need you to let go of these thoughts. I need you to eat or drink differently, to live differently. Messages from Mother Nature, the way we live on the planet we don't feel that connection with Mother Earth, we don't realize that when we damage the Earth, we're damaging ourselves, both spiritually and practically. The Earth is our mother. It is literally what makes up the elements of, in our bodies. And it is the one that sustains life, that keeps us alive, that nourishes us. And as we harm the Earth, if we put toxins in the Earth, those toxins end up right back to us. And spiritually, the earth is a part of who we are too. We are an extension and evolution of nature. And to harm the mother is to harm the self. And with each other. If we feel disconnect from each other, if we feel isolated, if we feel alone, it is like the leaf that falls off of the tree. We don't have the nourishment of the larger community, the larger organism that is the collective and that connection with each other it can lift us up it can inspire us it is where we go to co-create and collaborate and feel loved and held and share our love so connection and disconnection it's such a core piece for how we feel in life how we experience life and ourselves and with that there is the ego So the egoic mind is a part of creating disconnection. It's part of creating separation. And that has a place. It has its value. In the physical world, on the earth plane, (laughs) we need some degree of separation between self and other so that I know I am me and you are you. When you are in pain, it doesn't mean that I am in pain. And that's good because it means I can take care of you. And it's a balance. So if there's too much sense of separation, I can forget that I am also connected to you. I am one leaf on the tree, but I'm also, by extension, the whole tree. And connected to you as another leaf on that tree. So it's finding the balance. And it's remembering that within all of these different perspectives and senses of separation, there's also the greater wholeness of each of us, of life, of the universe. Alan Watts said, 
You are a focal point in which the whole universe looks out. You can imagine that within each of you, as Rumi said, the universe dwells inside you. Within each of us, there is infinite, an infinite expanse of consciousness, of possibility, because we are connected to all that is, and all that is is connected to us. And the way that we look out is a focal point of all of that. And our individual consciousness is a beautiful celebration of life. Because if we don't have a sense of separation, it's harder to experience individuality, to experience new things if you're simply infinity <laughs> forever. <laughs> so we come into this world of duality, of light and dark and all of the shades in between. And that gives us the breadth and depth of experience of life where we can have new experiences as an individual consciousness and in those experiences grow and evolve our consciousness until um, many believe i i sense that we are eventually ready to return to the greater infinite sense of oneness we go through these cycles the birth of the soul this individual experience this learning and then coming back home to oneness <laughs> and with that there's also the individual sense of separation from self so if you think about each of us as a soul as a spirit we have our unique essence our unique consciousness the signature that is who we are our energy and we are that observing consciousness the witness having this experience of life making decisions, experiencing the results of those decisions as we go throughout our lifetimes. And as we go throughout these lifetimes, as we go through simply one lifetime, growing up as a baby and into adulthood, we are biologically programmed with an instinct to, to fit in with the tribe so that we can stay alive because we, not as much today, well, yeah, actually, we are still very much, you know, in many ways dependent on each other and civilization, on society for keeping us alive in this big wild world of Earth where we support each other. We're meant to, to have different roles that we then share and complement with each other. And this societal structure, this part of us that is social wants to fit in with the tribe. We are biologically programmed to fit in. When we come into this world, we see as babies, can I have a place where I belong? Because that is how I will survive, especially when we're young, we're totally helpless. Can I be loved? Can I belong? Is what we're looking for. And so we can mold ourselves. We learn to mold ourselves into the ways that we think we other people want us to be. And we do that as a form of survival so that we can stay amongst the tribe and be accepted. And so that can mean smiling when we don't feel happy or saying we will want to do something or will do something when it doesn't feel right in our bodies. And that can evolve more and more into growing up and taking a job that we feel we should take even though we don't want it or following a life path that doesn't excite or inspire us at all maybe even makes us feel 
less and less alive but because we think that's the path we're quote-unquote supposed to take we take it so it's like a habit that develops from very young initially out of a need for survival and then it just becomes this habit of doing what others want us to do instead of listening to what we want to do and as babies and young children we come into the world with very good boundaries usually so children are not typically shy about telling you how they feel what they do want what they don't want what they're comfortable with what they aren't comfortable with they can vocalize that quite loudly but as we get older we learn to calm that part of ourselves we learn to appease others and that's not all bad you know we do have a degree of compliance to all live and work together you know as a toddler we don't want to let them take the crayon and draw all over your friend's, our friend's wall or our wall, <laughs> um, typically. So it's a balance, right? But we learn as kids, we get this habit of doing what others want us to do, even when we don't want to. And over enough time, we can even forget what it is that we even wanted in the first place. And that part of us, that inner voice that says, that points you in the direction of what feels good for you, it gets muffled out and it gets quiet down behind layers and layers of social conditioning to belong within the tribe. And that's where we can fall into patterns of depression and anxiety, this feeling of dullness or emptiness in life because we're going through these motions and these motions that aren't exciting or even really feel like us. Now, for me, I remember going through a period of my life where I felt like I was just living in this dream, like I was living somebody else's life. And I felt alienated from my own life and from myself. And later on, I went down into a healing journey through plant medicines and shamanic training and, and much more. But it was a symptom of not being connected with and aligned with my authentic self, of not even knowing where or what that part of me was. I had been going through the motions for so long of doing what my egoic mind thought I wanted, what I identified with as successful and good, and this will make me happy, and just trying to push through to make that work, even though it wasn't what my heart really truly wanted. And some of us can go out through our whole lifetime this way, of not knowing the deeper part of ourself inside. And others, you know, will we'll get glimpses of that, those moments that feel so alive and free, where we're touching our own soul and expressing even maybe expressing a part of ourself and that's such a beautiful experience to taste that and to dip your toe into that and for those of you who felt that you know what I'm talking about those moments that are just so vivid so present so beautiful in that way and if you haven't felt that hey that is okay it is still available to you that part of you is still inside and a lot of people right now are feeling a calling the sense of, I need to find something. I don't really know what that is, but I need to find it. And I felt that calling years ago when I was on my beginning my path 
of healing and awakening. And I, I think those two things kind of go together. They're like two sides of the same coin or two parts of an interdimensional door to your own soul and the universe. <laughs> but that calling, the biggest place that comes from is your own soul. It's that part of you that is saying, hey, find me. You need to find me. I'm here. I'm here. I'm waiting for you to come find me so that we can dance in this magic of life, so that we can share these gifts, unlock these gifts that are inside of you, this purpose that you have here in this pivotal time on earth that is calling for us to awaken to who we truly are and to share our gifts with the world, those gifts that are so needed. I feel and sense that calling is a part of this awakening, this birthing of consciousness of a new era on earth, perhaps. <laughs> and answering that calling, it can feel overwhelming. It can feel like, where do I even begin? I know I need to do something, but what? What do I need to do? Where do I need to find this? There's this overwhelming urge, but... The details are not laid out. I don't know where to begin looking. And that's how I felt anyway. And if you're there, then I feel you. I've been there. For me, it was overwhelming. It was all consuming in many ways. And I just knew I needed to find this thing that seemed just beyond my reach, just beyond my grasp, where I could almost pierce through the veil and grab it. But I just couldn't quite bring it into clarity into conscious awareness yet and so I spent seven years learning how to do that learning a path back to myself through traveling different parts of the world working with shamans studying yoga philosophy and practices learning shamanic healing how to work with the mind and release uh, unhealthy patterns and beliefs and working with plant medicines that are expansive in consciousness and deeply healing for me anyway. And working with energy and learning Qigong and Chinese shamanism and learning how to integrate all of these things which are both tools for healing and awakening. So two sides of the interdimensional door. <laughs> As we heal the things that are painful, as the, which are, you know, things like past traumas, emotions that get stuck in the body and cause the energy to stop flowing in the body, which leads to pain, fatigue, illness, beliefs that are not in alignment with our true nature, with our true essence. As we learn to release these things, you know, and with that, you know, also external energies, so things like entities that can kind of run amok. <laughs> I can kind of look at them as opportunistic energies that can kind of create chaos in people's lives until you learn how to deal with them. So as we release things like this, we are healing. And as we release things like this, we are pulling off the layers between your awareness and your true self. So if you can imagine every untrue belief like not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough or strong enough, or good, or lovable, or like you belong. Those are all different layers, different veils covering up your true self. And as you pull off each layer, it's a healing. It is like 
pulling a thorn out of your side that, that was creating anxiety, overwhelm, depression, pain. As you pull that out, you naturally begin healing your body, your spirit, your mind. And as you do that, it is easier and easier to connect with that part of you that is infinite, that is wise, that is magical, that has all the answers to who you are and what you're meant to be doing here in this lifetime. So they they happen at the same time, layer by layer, piece by piece, releasing that which is untrue. And as we do that, and this is the first step that I do with my mentor students in my mentorship program, which is beginning to heal what creates the most suffering, healing it from the nervous system, from the body, from the spirit, from the mind. And as we do that, we're creating space inside of ourselves to feel at home in the body, to feel ease and calm. That's number one. So if we're carrying around, I like to joke that it's like a big boulder. So if we're carrying around grief and depression, I have this big boulder in my arms and whatever I do, I'm going to bring that with me. So, okay, let me go figure out my life purpose. Let me just bring this boulder with me as I go and do it. It's like, oh, no, we're not, we can't do that. <laughs> it's It's too exhausting and taxing and distracting to be carrying around all that pain. So the first thing we do is learn how to put the boulder down. And as you do that, there's so much more space and freedom and energy inside of you. And from there, we can connect in with who you truly are. And that is a process of remembering, of coming home to your heart and letting your heart guide you to give you messages and insight and wisdom. And the heart is a portal to the soul. And in this portal, you learn how to connect in with your divine essence inside of you. And you learn how to let that guide you. And you learn how to connect in with other parts of you to navigate this life on earth from your most wise, magical, infinite self. So we learn how to listen to the heart how to speak with your future self who's already doing all of the things that you're meant to be doing. So you don't have to figure out, how do I do it? What is my purpose? What does that look like? It's not something that your conscious mind will have easy access to. So that can be really stressful trying to figure that all out. So we don't do that. Instead, we go inward, we connect with your inner wisdom, And we move forward in time and get a glimpse of what your future self is already doing. And we ask that part of you how you got there, what you're doing, who you're doing it with, all of those kinds of questions. And we bring that wisdom, that insight, that guidance back into your life today. And from there, having tasted this future life that is available to you and getting clarity on how to get there, now you have this clear path before you where you know where you're going and you know how you're doing it. And then it's just taking step by step, one foot in front of the other, moving towards this this place that is clear and beautiful in front of you. And it is so much more fun to manifest from this place of insight and wisdom and magic. And all of the things that we do can move us in that direction and what an incredible thing to have your mind be a servant to your heart to support you in creating the life you want to live but already getting to see and touch and feel what that life is so you know you're moving in the right direction 
And this all comes from connecting with who you truly are, with letting go of the beliefs of who we think we should be, of who others want us to be, of what is acceptable to be, letting go of all of that so that you can remember and discover who you truly are and what you are here to do in this world, in this lifetime. And and it's a it's a beautiful thing to awaken to. And as you awaken to that, your life begins to change in ways that you couldn't predict. Things start aligning. As you realize what you want and who you are, the world starts bringing that in front of your vision, in front of you, and offering to you more and more of that. So you can begin creating more and more of that in your life. And things shift in synchronistic, beautiful, magical, unpredictable ways. And it's part of just being on your path, part of being connected with who you truly are. I don't want to say they get easier because there will always be challenges in life. But when you have the tools to release the triggers that come up for each of us, it's just part of being alive on earth. We've all been through experiences this lifetime and other lifetimes. Releasing the triggers. You learn how to do that to create space and freedom inside of you. You learn how to heal your body through things like breath and movement and awareness and intention. Very gentle things that are surprisingly very, very powerful for healing. As you learn how to listen to your inner wisdom, to access your inner magic and the gifts that are wanting to come through you and be expressed in the world. As you do that, it's it becomes a different way of experiencing life where, yes, there's challenges, but you get stronger and you have this inner guidance system to help you navigate them. And with that, it's also not about doing it all alone. I mentioned we're here to support each other and finding your tribe and your community, your people who will support you for who you are, who will welcome you, you know, where you're not too much, where what you, (laughs) where the magic is, is wanted, where the healing gifts are wanted for those who are ready to receive it, who are ready to talk about it and grow together that's a big part of it too is having that sense of community where you can come and practice being who you truly are and be celebrated for that and grow together with others who are like you in their own way so for me that was the culmination of seven years of experimenting and trying and failing and trying again and traveling and learning from all of these different incredible beautiful beings in different parts of the world offering gifts in different ways and with that I decided my purpose here is to help others awaken to their magic to heal inside of them and to share their gifts with the world and so I created a roadmap where over six months we connect together through a supportive accepting beautiful community of people where you are welcome exactly as you are. And we learn tools, the tools that I found to be the most powerful 
direct, clear ways of finding freedom, of connecting with who you are, and sharing your gifts with the world. So we learn these tools, this roadmap, back home to yourself, to feeling at home inside of you, where you belong, to remembering who you are and what you came here to do, and to sharing that with the world. And that's what I teach in my mentorship program, the six-month journey of coming home to yourself, ultimately. If you are feeling that calling in your path at this time, know that you are not alone, that you do have incredible gifts to share. We all do in our own way. They are there inside of you. Everyone comes into the world with their own original medicine, with their gifts that they've come here to share. And because you have them, you are worthy and you are good enough to share them and to access this part inside of you. And it's just a matter of the will and some support and guidance to to do that, to find your way home and to express who that being is in the way that feels most freeing and joyful to you. So if that's something that calls to you, my next mentorship is starting in May and it's going to be a beautiful class. Each class just feels so magical and each group is so different and beautiful in their own way. So it's taught by myself and one of my previous classmates in when we were studying shamanic Chinese medicine. Her name is Jeanette Lee and she teaches Qigong and Chinese energetic medicine within the mentorship as well. So she's teaching people how to really work with their energy field, how to awaken their energy field, how to uh, heal their body through the use of energy work. Really beautiful to have her supporting people in the group as well. So if this is something that calls to you, even if you're just not sure, but a part of you feels like this could be a path for me, then I encourage you to reach out to schedule a free discovery call with myself And from there, you can feel into what this is all about and check inside to see if this is right for you. So sending you my love. If you have questions, you can reach me at mindbodyfree.com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at yourmindbodyfree. And wherever you are on your path, in your journey, I'm sending you so much love. And I know that you can create, you can do whatever it is you're meant to be doing in this life. All right, take care. Talk soon.